You're listening to the Soul Ties Podcast with Kenyon and Takar Martin, counselors and authors of Journey to Freedom, The Soul Ties Detox. We bring awareness to toxic relationships, promote singles growth, and support couples strengthening. Here on the Soul Ties Podcast, we answer your emails, DMs, and live questions. So join us every week on Facebook Live Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, where you can connect with us on air. Send us your questions through Facebook Messenger or visit us at AskTheMartins.com. Now, let's get into today's episode. This episode of the Soul Ties Podcast has been brought to you by the Soul Ties Detox. Are you trying to get over a devastating divorce, bad breakup, or a toxic relationship, but feel like there is an addictive like pull that keeps you connected to them? Do you find yourself fed up with their behavior and the cycles of them hurting you? You make the decision to move forward, but you somehow end up right back in their grip and under their toxic influence every time. You need to learn about a new process that helps you to first understand why you can't seem to break free from them and then gives you the step-by-step plan of action to disconnect and begin to heal from the damage they've done to you. A step-by-step plan of freedom, peace, and a road to healthy relationships. The official Soul Ties Detox program will take you on a journey from heartbreak to wholeness while also helping you regain your self-image and control from the people who have constantly been hurting you. To learn more, visit thesoulTiesDetox.com today. Now, let's get into today's episode. But yeah, honey, I guess we're going to go ahead and read the letter. Yeah, this is a very common situation. So let's go ahead and read it and we're going to attack it. Now, keep in mind that we usually talk to singles um, more often than we do marital counseling or whatever the case may be. Right. But this is something that uh, hopefully we can utilize it as um, something for both categories. So stick and stay. Don't go away. Go ahead and hit it back. Absolutely. And before we go ahead and get started, have you shared? Have you shared this with a friend? I just want to know. I'm going to go ahead and read this letter. Trust me. Uh, your, your people's going to want to hear this. Okay. So. Dear Kenyon, first of all, the topic, (laughs) my husband is married to his mama and I'm the side chick. Dear Kenyon and Takara, I need to know what I can do about the fact that my husband constantly chooses his mother over me. When we first started dating, things were great. However, he seemed to allude to the fact that his next lady or wife had to pass his mother's test. At first, I thought he was joking, but he said it multiple times. And then I met her. And guess what? I didn't pass the test. This lady has hated me since she's met me. She has been so awful to me that before we got married, I threatened to leave him. And I even broke things off. But he begged me to stay and promised things would would be different from then on. I knew in my heart it wouldn't be that simple, but I will admit that since we are both Christians, I assumed he would take the leave to cleave clause seriously after marriage. He didn't. Now that we're married, he disregards me. He allows her to talk bad about me on Facebook, and he even goes to his family functions without me. 
One day, I was sick and posted that I wasn't feeling well. And guess what? This lady called my husband frantically and said she needed him to come home to help her. And he did. I even took myself to urgent care. I've been quiet long enough. Every time I bring it up, he gets defensive and shuts me out. So I need your help. What should I do? Did she say mother-in-law is on the book acting up? Is that what she said? Mama, on, on the book acting crazy. <laughs> hey, Marcellus, I see you, Damon. Hey, Marcellus, I, I still got to get in contact with you. I'm just bad with that. So here's the thing. Let's go ahead and get the rules out the way. If you've been here before, you all know the rules. And for those of you who are new, let's go ahead and pull in with me here. This is a safe place. Right. So the reason why people are able to, to um, send their questions to us is because we provide and you help provide an atmosphere in which they can be open and vulnerable in very frustrating part, part, um, parts of their lives. Right. So we want to treat this broadcast as a safe place with that being said if you respond to anything please respond to it very respectfully it's never really whether you're right or wrong which is which can be the matter but how you speak to someone that could be the problem so you want to make sure that you're dealing with people with compassion with empathy and you're understanding them and then finally we want people to who are sending us information or sending right. us letters or whatever the case may be understand that while we're compassionate we're also going to hit on some things that may step on your toes please receive that we don't mean to be hard or harsh that's not what this venue is all about um just charge it to our head and not our heart yes. if we say something that becomes a little bit abrasive but receive that correction nonetheless if that means you oftentimes it's not really correction it's just a little bit of guidance Yes. Got it? Yes. Amen. Okay. Let's do this. So here's the thing. Um, let me go through my notes here. What we're dealing with, and, and you guys got to know, we deal with hurt. We do, Our specialty is hurt. We do counsel, you know, marriages or whatever, whenever our calendar is open, which is not right now. I'm sorry, people. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but the idea is this, is that we really speak to hurt. And in that sense, we end up speaking mostly to single people. And so we want... Uh, but we don't want to off-put single people because you need to be listening to these marriage situations so that you learn not only how to deal with them if they come up, but maybe how to avoid them yes. while you're still a single person. Yes, 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 yes. So let's go ahead and go into this because I want to pull some things out real quick. I want to answer this directly and let's get through this. This letter, in, this letter said that he told her that his main qualification uh -huh. was his mother. Mm. His direct qualification, in order for her to qualify, his mother had to approve. Now, what that means is, is that he, number one, he didn't have a personal qualification all his own. <laughs> That's what that means. That is very important to understand that because when you say that th this person makes my decisions, that means you're apt to make bad decisions or you don't know how to make decisions. Right. And so... What happens in this situation is that he remains loyal to his mother and what she says, but he also is double-minded. When she said, or when you said, ma'am, that I broke it off, but he was like, no, 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 no. He, he was exercising what he desired, even though he knows that you were rejected. So what he's trying to do is get what he wants from both ends does that make sense 
it makes Go ahead. much sense. And here's the thing. This is the number one indicator that he knew it was wrong. Mm-hmm. She tried to break it off. He said, no, I promise it's going to get better. And so she went back. The number one thing for me there is that he knew that it was wrong. And at that point, from there on, you pretty much admitted that his mother was doing your girl wrong. You admitted that it's not okay. But then every time after that, that your mother began to act up, sir, it became your responsibility to correct that. And you never did. So that I think that's one of the hurtful things is that he said it was wrong. Mm-hmm. But as a woman, we see now that you are allowing her to treat us that way. Well, in this situation, you don't necessarily see him say, at least what she says, say it was wrong. Does he? Did he say no, it was no, wrong? No, 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 no. But by him saying it's going to get better, that means Got something's you. wrong. That means there's something, it infers something wrong. Yes. Absolutely. Sorry about that. So here's what happens. He commits to her. But his loyalty is to his mother. Yes. So watch how this plays out because this will play out in every relationship and every episode that you will ever see in life. It goes this way. He belongs to his mother. <laughs> he believes his wife belongs to him. Uh-huh. So when he marries his mother, when he marries his wife, he automatically his automatic presupposition is that they belong to his mother. Does that make sense? He maintain, then he maintains a higher value for the relationship with his mother than he has with his wife. And that marital relationship is subject to his relationship with his mother. Absolutely. He then expects his wife to furthermore respect that. That's his expectation. Mm-hmm. But in his mother's absence, he expects her to be his mother. Right. Absent the control, the manipulation, the influence. He expects her to be or the wife to be the uh to validate to support to lift up to baby to give everything that she has just like his mother but without any of the accountability attached because that position is already taken by who he's looking for for to to help him make decisions in his life does that make sense it makes perfect sense and basically what what that whole scenario is saying that even if and or when you gone my mama gonna be here there was never a point at which you were a priority. It was always him and his mother. Now, we got to qualify this because this is very, very important. It's very important for you to understand, especially for singles. What you need to understand is that these are the things that you need to be looking for. Um, you need to be identifying how, the, first of all, believe a person when they tell you something and then show you and back it up with action. Absolutely. Believe this. Believe what they say. And watch them and assess them. While you're single, you're in a moment of uh, assessing. You're not in a moment of trying to make it work. You're not in a moment of seeing if we can get this to fit right. You are not obligated to make this right. You are obligated to yourself and yourself alone. And so when, so when you make a lifetime decision right. that you're making the right one, the problem is, is that we tend to see these things and we tend to see these red flags, just like she said she did. She see this re- these red flags and we ignore them and you can't ignore them and if you're ignoring them you need to check yourself and wonder why you're ignoring these things you're not accountable for his behavior but you're accountable for accepting it so why are you doing that that's very important yes ma'am i mean can i just say though that yes as women i know it's hard it's hard to hear that from a man because it's easier said than done 
mm-hmm. we already got the odds against us being single women in the church. Already, the odds are already stacked up. That's how we feel. I'm not saying that's how it is. We feel we go into these situations that the odds are stacked against us already. Mm-hmm. And then when we meet a man who dangles the marriage carrot and says he wants to marry us, um, so far, for the most part, he does everything right. And a lot of us prematurely get into situations believing that if he treats his mama so well, then that means he's going to treat me well, too. Mm, that's good. Yeah. And so I think, you know, it's 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 one 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 way to take it that yes it becomes our responsibility because we're accepting it but the other side of it of it is is that we honestly truly really do believe that it's going to change after marriage and that perhaps maybe he's just waiting until marriage to give me the full benefits of that unfortunately when you see behavior and it's not even his red flags that are the most dangerous and the most telling it's the mothers, it's the family's red flags um, that you really need to pay attention to. Because number one, what they're saying is that their mistreatment of you, they're not only saying that they disrespect you, they're also saying they do not respect him or his choices that he makes in you and with you. And so while we're talking about red flags, yes, look at how he responds to his family. Absolutely. But look at what you're marrying into. If that's ever a case to look under cabinets, look in drug cabinets, look in medicine cabinets, look everywhere you can and go to the family reunions and just watch them. Those are the number one red flags that you need to be looking out for, because if mama's not treating you right and he's accepting that, understand there's a lack of respect all around the whole family. Right. Now, here's the thing. Let's qualify that because we have to understand that parents are necessary. Um, our first level of counsel has always been our parents, then yes. our friends, then our family, and then authority figures or whatever the case may be. That's a different scenario when you have guidance in your life. And many of us have had guidance in our right. life that we did not pay attention to. And we ended up in those situations, and that guidance said, well, I told you, but come on, baby, we're going to get you together. Right. Now, that's one thing. What we're talking about is the intentional control and manipulation from one person that is seen to be in authority or over or have strong influence yes. over that person. Yes. And what the, the only way to break that is, is to have him because this is the marriage. And what she did was she walked into it with an idea of maybe this will turn out right because of who he says he is. Yeah. The problem is, just like you said, that you did not watch who he said he was. Now, we, un- we understand all this is pre-existing, but we have to do the preemptive work so that the, those who are in the audience who are single never crosses this path um, that, that, or don't cross this path again. Right. So the idea is to make sure that how he's speaking and what he's doing is going to line up with who he's going to be in your future. Yes. A man who is intent on being a husband and a woman who's intent on being a wife will begin to show the characteristics and the character traits. I'm not talking about giving you the goodies right. before the time. I'm talking right. about the characteristics and the character traits of such a thing before that becomes the 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 issue um as a single person you're not the priority that's just the bottom line mom's going to be priority friends going to be priority but it's how he handles that or how she handles that right that that shows you how that will work later on things don't change just because marriage is tacked onto it they get worse because now you're committed and now you're held in a prison mm-hmm. of whatever they decide they want to do later yes does that make sense yes Okay. Um, one other thing she did say. It, oh, here's one thing that she said. Listen to this, Takara. 
She said, I will admit that since we are both Christians, I assumed. Mm. That statement right there is probably the scariest statement, but the most repetitive issue and injury that relationships have right now, especially in a the church. There, there's really no different in the, 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 um, the rate of divorce in the church than it is secularly. Right. Um, which people say it should be, but the reason why is we're not being talked about, we're not talking about it. The problem here is that you can't take someone's, um, someone's de declaration or even their participation mm. as a sign that they're good for you or good to be in a relationship with. That's not how that works. That's why during your single time, you're actually watching them and you're assessing what they're saying. Yes, ma'am. How many of us have dated and or married a man who said he was a Christian and then came to find out that after the fact, um, that didn't mean nothing other than him saying, I go to church sometimes. Like once we, we cannot fall right. in love with the idea that somebody uh, says that they're a Christian. We all have that on our list. He must love God. He must be a Christian. He must be this. We get into the relationship. We get into a marriage even with these people and their fruits are nothing like God. If they say they're a Christian, check for them fruits. Right. Check some of fruits. some of them even have collars. Some of them even <laughs> have mantles. Some of them in are the even in the front. And the problem is is that um, if you are flattered by their position and their attention, then you're chasing after the wrong thing anyway. So you have to get to a place where you're actually removed from that so that you can see who they are for real. Go ahead. Um, Marcella said, am I the only one hearing this lopsided story? I'm not saying that she's what she's saying didn't happen, but what led to the situation? What else is going on? What imperfections does she bring into a marriage besides sticking with the relationship that doesn't seem to be working out? Um, well, start back at the very beginning of what of, of the actual letter. The problem is, is that more than likely it depends on when you fell into the group or when you fell into the broadcast, but at the actual letter, what you want to make sure that you pay attention to is how she, now you're all, you are hearing one side of the story, how she feels that she's being treated in, in, in the, um, in the presence of his mother or how she feels she's being neglected and how, when she brings this uh, situation to attention he becomes defensive and then reclusive and he removes from the situation does that mean that she does not bring any kind of idiosyncrasies or dysfunctions to the situation no not at all but it does mean that this is the one that we have to face and that we have to work on as we move through this does that make sense absolutely and okay. and, and because again th we are a faith based couple this is a faith-based broadcast we bring faith-based values to the table um, when it comes down to our marriage and a marriage situation the number one thing that we follow um, through that is understanding that I'm sorry my husband his wife comes before any and everybody and so Yes, we're also addressing the dating situation and making sure that we avoid these things because unfortunately, Marcellus, this happens way more often than not that we have a, a very unhealthy mother-son relationship that damages um, and it like really intoxicates marriage. But because the situation is she's being neglected by her husband, her mother-in-law um, essentially makes it so that she can't go to family functions with her husband. And because she's the mother is uncomfortable, it makes their marriage a very toxic place. We deal with that.
what fault and what problem she has is absolutely um, uh, something to deal with if that was the situation. But as a mother-in-law that's uh, affecting a marriage, no, we believe that the husband and the wife relationship supersedes anybody else in the family once we become one. Now, keep this in mind also. We have to answer her, unfortunately, because I'm going to be honest with you. We have seen situations where this is vice versa. Absolutely, we have. And we've seen situations where, where both sets of parents are garbage. And 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 it makes it real trash. hard for the <laughs> like your mama and your daddy trash. <laughs> and it, but but both sets uh, on both sides, and it makes it real hard. And when I'm when I say that, I'm not saying them f as people, although they do deserve respect and love. But their personalities and their personas and their influence and their controlling yes. mechanisms and the toxicity that and dysfunction that they bring to their children's marriage is is destructive. And it's purposefully destructive because it's not, you know, and at least in some cases, it's not who I wanted you to marry in the first place. And Ooh. so we have to get to these, this place where, it, at least while we're answering, ask, um, answering her, we have to make it clear, at least for the single audience, for, the, for those people who have not gotten here yet, this is what you have to look for. One of the things, one of the few things a lot of people say, well, what do I look for in dating? And, and, you know, they're looking for that dating book and whatever the case may be. The thing is, is that there's so many things that you need to assess, but you need to assess yourself first. Mm -hmm. What do I want? What do I desire? What can happen? What is this? Right. What am I allowing to happen? Because it doesn't change. And a lot of us really believe it's going to change because we believe God sent them or somebody told them that they were the right person or whatever the case may be. And the idea is, is that you are responsible for the rest of your life. Be careful with who you allow in it and who you allow holds your heart during that time because it could be destroyed by someone who doesn't have the ability or capability to um, take care of it. And, and they're really not even worried about it. Yes, because we got, we got to get some answers to this lady We got to get to the answers right after this. I got yeah, two things to answers. say. Two things to say. Two of them. Number two. one, to all my ladies out there, if I can just say this, that we need to stop believing uh, grandmama's wives' tales about how the mother-in-law and daughter relationship is supposed to be. We have to cast down <laughs> those myths that the mother-in-law relationship is supposed to be difficult with the daughter because nobody's ever going to be good enough for my son. We cannot continue to allow that to, to fester into our daughters and into our children going on from this because understand that that's just an excuse to say that that mother's relationship um, Sorry, that the, sorry, it's an excuse to cover up the fact that that mother has an unhealthy relationship with her son, that she has an unhealthy attachment to her son, and she is pr pretty much enabling his inability to be with anybody else other than her. And mm. that it's, it's so unhealthy, and we have to get away from that. We have to. Second, mm -hmm. Jeanette asked the question, Okay, I, I want to say, honey, honey diddles that because she said, "Do it really matter if they family like you?" <laughs> we gotta get ready. We gotta walk away from the idea that they need to. No, no, so I and, get it, it. and it doesn't matter that the family likes you. The problem comes in when they disrespect you. I don't care if you don't like me. I don't have to like you either. But when you disrespect me, it really 
I'm sorry, as a wife, it's going to make me disrespect my husband less that you are not defending my honor to anybody outside of us. Amen. We're supposed to be walking this out, me and you against the world. Instead, it's me against you and your family. That ain't, that's not how it's supposed to be. I'm getting real ethnic. I'm sorry. Okay. That's not how it's supposed to be. Okay. And so am I talking to mm -hmm, go ahead no the last thing I was going to answer Jeanette because she said has she ever sat down with the mother and tried to ask why she doesn't like her I'm gonna tell you I did that before they lie <laughs> mothers listen they will publicly and say whatever they want to around and about you they will not say it to you if they do they real bold I've done it before that lady lied to my face and said she loved me with the love of the Lord and she was lying Cause the Lord don't love like that. The huh? Lord don't love like that. It ain't supposed to hurt. Not mine. Not my. Not not mine. This is not this not is in his the past. mother. No no no. This is in the past. So it's it's it. So yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying to catch up. Yeah. I love my <laughs> mother-in-law too. I love Kenya's mama. I love that lady. Marcella said, "I'm glad I ain't got that problem." Nah, I, and I don't think you would, man. You you a good dude. You, <laughs> Thank you you're Eve. really good. So here's a, here's let's go ahead and answer her question directly, and then we'll receive any other questions about the situation and uh, any other questions um, adjacent to it regarding relationships. Um, the very first thing we would like you to do, young lady, um, because you're dealing with this situation, is uh, make a decision. Do you want this marriage or don't you? Now, we're not saying it's that crazy. We're not saying it's that frustrating. We're not saying it's quite there yet. But you have to make a decision so that you can make sure that everything you do from that point on supports that decision that you've made. We're not, we're not going to usher you into a prison and we're not going to free you away from something that you should be in. That's not our job. Our job is to tell you, to ask you, what is it that you want? Because you have to make a choice. And once you make the proper choice, then we can work on it from there. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to assume your choice is yes, I do want my marriage. Then the next thing you need is a plan of approach. A plan of approach. What that plan of approach is, now, before you approach him with anything, you're going to have to approach him with the dilemma. We know you've done it before and he shuts down, but this time is going to be real. Before you do that, have an answer for the issue. Have parts, have some kind of answer. Never approach your husband or your wife <laughs> with an issue that you have with them, and yet you have you bring nothing to the table regarding a solution. So you want to have an answer. We'll tell you what that answer should be, and then you'll let you go from there. Did you want to say something? Well, I have a question. Yes. Um, as a man, yes. I just want to ask you, does this work? Because... What if what if she went to him with like an analogy of it? You know what I mean? Uh, some sort of analogy, like what well, if, I'm going to walk her through this, and then she could actually she could actually introduce it to him the way she wants to. Okay. 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 So what happens is is that you have an answer, then you present the problem to him clearly, concisely, and but without emotion. Let me tell you something. If you clog what you're trying to say with emotion, he's going to feel that emotion immediately shut down because he can't understand that. He already doesn't understand where you are in that. Right. He already have a perception and a, and a um and a loyalty that lies elsewhere. He also already has an out external value or value that's external to you. So when you begin emotionalizing what yes. you're about to say, yes. he has catch that before you even get a chance to say anything and you don't get hurt. So you want to be clear, you want to be concise, 
but you want to leave the emotion alone. You, the only part you get into emotion is I feel. Yes. So here's you, and, and this is where we get into the presentation. Yes. The presentation is I feel like, and we're going to use what I like to call the management sandwich. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you want to speak positive first. Don't ever hit nobody with everything that's wrong with them before you hit them with everything that's right with them. That's just not how you do it, and especially not with husbands and wives. Listen, I married you because I loved you. Mm -hmm. Love, not loved. Love. I married you because of this, this, and this. Give them so many reasons. Count the ways, baby. Count yes. the ways. Yes. Let him know where you are. And then, and then allow him, and then let him know, listen, one of the early qualifications you said to this relationship was your mother. And unfortunately, I have missed that qualification. Not sure if you understood, not sure if you noticed, but it was a clear no to me in the way that I'm being treated. That has taken its toll on me. It has frustrated me and it's frustrating me and hurt me so bad that it might be a problem to this marriage. But I want this and I want this with you. So the management sandwich is opening it up with something strong about about um, loving him and the reason why you love him. Put in the issue and then follow it up with this. I want the positive things. I want you and everything that you provide. After you say that, you say, because I want you, I want to do something about this. Are you willing to do something about this? Yeah. And then you give them the answer. I want to go to counseling now. Oh, wait, before uh -huh. you continue. Yes. Um, another thing to women, I think because we are, you know, if you're going to him, um, especially just like sound mind, don't go to him emotional, like, you know, frantically like throwing stuff or, you know, your mama need to. But I also feel like even in your as you're talking about what it's doing and how it's making you feel you also need to help him understand that it really is breaking you yeah like it's making it very difficult to be here like he needs to understand the gravity of this because it's again I don't care if your mother doesn't like me babe but I care if you're protecting me I care if I know I care that I can know that you know outside of this home that it's me and you against the world and right now I don't feel that I don't feel that it's making me feel like I don't have a partner in this like I think going through those things and also helping to understand what it's doing to you and what the potential consequences could be for what that's doing to you is very important to communicate. That to. is very important. I don't think you should stop. I mean, right there was just kind of an outline. Yeah. I think you should pour out your heart. Just be careful. Sometimes you can write it out if they decide they're going to read it. But sometimes, sometimes you may need to do it in an intervention type way. Hey, listen, sit down. I'll need to talk to you. You know, Takara and I talk all the time, but very rarely do we say, okay, I need you to have a seat right here. I, actually, we, we don't do that. We don't. We, we don't have I'll to. I'll be like, nope, I ain't coming we, home. <laughs> we don't have to do that. But the idea is is, is that you got to make it serious and you set the tone and you set the environment, but you set it with love because that's your husband. That's This is not somebody that we dealt with the, the preemptive. We dealt with the preventative. We're already here. So you deal with it in love because that's your husband. Just because you love him doesn't mean you can't tell him that something is going on that, mm -hmm. within you. Mm -hmm. Then you start counseling. Now, sometimes men go there. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes, you know, it, it doesn't matter. But the idea is to show him. See, He's been showing you all this time who he was. Now it's time to show him who you are. If you want this marriage, you show him that you're going to go with or without him. And you tell him that. I think when you present counseling 
to them, you tell him, I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get us to help us get through this. I'm willing to do anything that I have to do because I want you. I want this. Don't just say, I think we need to go to counseling. Because right, right, anybody, right, right. especially a man on the other end of that says, sees it as something's wrong with you and I need for you to go sit down with somebody. Exactly. No. Exactly. Sorry. Let, no, no, no. That's perfect. You said that right. Let's us yes. work together yes. on this. Yes. Okay. And that, that comes throughout a marriage, not necessarily counseling level, but it also it always comes up comes to something I don't care what you're doing, you could be putting together a table. Let us <laughs> yeah. work together on this. It's a practice in staying together. It's a practice in moving in the same direction. It's a practice in being equally yoked. It's a practice yeah. in having the right desire and the right design and the right value and what we want. Mm -hmm. Whenever we sit back and say, Let us work on this what it means is that we are in step and in tune with each other with what we desire and want in all in all ways and sometimes it has to be in fixing some things okay mm -hmm. now with that being said there's still an issue yes we still have to handle the situation with the mother the mother-in-law is still there the mother-in-law is still influential the mother-in-law still has that level of control the very first thing you do or that you don't do is play tug of war you are right. grown. So if you're grown, you're going to have to act grown. This is a this is a part of just being grown and I'm not going to right. I am not going to play a game with you. You make decisions and I'm not saying you say this to him, but you have to let him know that I'm not this is your thing with your mother. When your mother pulls on you and she pulls you away from me, then understand that you're going to go and I'm going to let you go. Because these are the times that you need to understand that you're neglecting your 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 position and you're abandoning your post. Yeah. So I'm going to let you go, and I will tell you that about me letting you go a little bit later. Um, then he needs to, um, and then in, in in areas where you guys have to be in the same place, in the same home, in the same spot during holidays, which are coming up, and so on and so forth. One of the things you want to do is let him see the problem is the the, the um, everybody outside of it but the but the problem really isn't right the main directive problem is him and how he's allowing that to happen so what you do is you filter everything through him whenever you're uncomfortable babe I'm uncomfortable I don't like the way she said that to me and sometimes saying it out loud you sometimes you, you might be petty because you're sensitive right now because she's been rubbing you the wrong way for yeah, so long if she even blows your direction you're gonna be upset so you gotta you, you you might have to put a cap on that but you gotta understand or put a cap in her whatever uh, works I'm just playing kinda no <laughs> but like... the idea is that you want to make sure that he is that you're letting him be responsible and accountable for that interaction yes so when he doesn't do anything you can actually identify that and point that out and when you guys have a conversation you can bring it up to him because up to this point he's been super uber defensive and he's been shut down I don't know how you've been letting him know whatever you've been letting him know but now you'll be able to develop a case study that you could present to him every time you feel like you've reached another low point. And so what happens is you say, hey, listen, I'm depending on you to protect me. This is where you didn't protect me. I'm yes. depending on you to cover me. This is where you didn't cover me. I'm depending on you to, to, to take care of me when I'm vulnerable. This is where you did not do that. Right. Now, with that in mind, 
after so long, when it comes to a point you can't take no more, then you begin to grant, get your distance. You begin to slowly but surely, not passive aggressively, but you do it uh, intently and intentionally. Listen, I can't go to that function. Right. Because I've been treated like this for so long, I can't be a part of that. If you go, bring me a plate. Bring me a plate. <laughs> but, Who made the potato salad? But understand where my head and my heart is and what you're going to. You understand what I'm saying? I do. Speaking of the functions, um, everybody keeps asking. I've seen a couple of times. They're like, well, does she even want to go to the functions? Why would she even want to go if they're treating her bad? It's not the fact of not going to the functions. It's not even not being invited to the functions. You can tell I've dealt with this, right? It's, it's, right. It's, it's the fact that the, when I am around you do not protect me from people. When I am around, you do not stand up for me when it comes down to these people. I don't want to go to the functions. Heck no, I don't want to go to the functions. But what I would like to know is that I can trust you that if you're out there without me, that you are representing the both of us and that you are standing up for the both of us. Right. Um, I've seen plenty of situations where, you know, the guys there, you talking about that dude's wife and nobody's standing up for the wife. I've seen plenty of situations where they don't like the wife, so they're trying to hook the married son up with other women that they like better for him other than his wife. I've Ooh. seen all. Yes, you, you've seen, you've seen that? I've seen that before. Yes, I have. So when it comes down to that and that whole was that in the church? It was in the church. It wasn't. Are the you church. serious? It was. I'm not gonna name no names. I'm not the one to gossip. But what? But you didn't hear from me. But you, but but yes. And so when it comes down Jeez. to that, I need to trust that when you are not when you are not with me, but you are out with other people, that you are still representing me, and I don't trust that. So no, you can't go to no function without me. Okay, that's it. I'm done. Oh, oh, so you're so you're saying he cannot I'm go. I'm not saying he can't go, but I'm saying it part of the issue as to what she has with not going to the functions right. is I would believe because again, having been there, I would believe it's because of how you are allowing me to be treated when I'm not around. Right. So what happens is is that she when she whenever she addresses the issue, she continues to lay it in his lap, lap of responsibility and accountability. And he's going to ev eventually pick it up. He's mm -hmm. going to eventually, most men will usually, well, what do you want me to do? That's exactly what they say. That's exactly what they say. What, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And the idea is, is that then she gets all kind of nervous because I don't want him not to go, but I want to be protected. So you have to be yeah. clear about what you want. And a lot of women, a lot of people in this situation, not just women, but because we're in this situation with this letter, a lot of women are afraid to say exactly what I want, what they want, because they really don't know. They just feel kind of abandoned. Yeah. Well, no, I don't because it's that tug of war. I don't want you to go. I want you to be here with me. Oh, I want my man. But I don't want I you. Before I file for that divorce, <laughs> I said everything I was waiting and holding on to. Sorry. Right. So, <laughs> so with that being the case, the idea, yes, yes, I do. The idea is to be truthful, to allow him to be accountable for his part or the part that, that he participates in that issue and begin and continue to leave that to him and make it known that you're leaving that to him so he can make that so he can start making right decisions towards your marriage. Does that make sense? It makes a whole lot of sense. I'm going to go back up because Marcella says something that was so 
awesome. He said, I'm hearing this and I got to say that I'm thankful that my wife and I aren't having these kind of issues. Far from perfection, but I can't see me not protecting my wife from anyone, family or strangers. You disrespect my wife, you're going to feel my fury and it ain't nothing nice. Yeah, yeah, Marcellus is. Like, he got it. Marcellus, Marcellus is a real dude. He hey, so he got number, number nine squad. We know what's up. Cincinnati <laughs> I Street. I don't yeah. know what that is, but it sounds scary. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, just, it's the bus we used to take to school. Oh. So, <laughs> <laughs> not oh, scary okay. at all but Y'all no he, so he's funny. real deal so um with that being said let me make sure that we don't have let's see where we are in the time any questions regarding that scenario or similar adjacent scenarios <laughs> Janessa, y'all got me hot she over there like oh i wish somebody would <laughs> oh lord yeah i mean but these things happen all the time here's the thing we we often going into marriage and nobody tells us this we often misconstrue that cheating is only a sexual mm. uh, is only a sexual issue. Cheating on my wife is only, or cheating on your husband is only a a sexual uh, problem. Um, when in actuality, the problem is is when you place somebody in your husband and wife's value. Um, where they should be valued at, where they should be strong at, where they should be loved at, when someone else holds that position. And no one else should hold that position. And when it does, when they do, it hurts. And it's hard for us to see that because we can say, I'm not cheating on you. I'm not sleeping with nobody. I'm not doing anything wrong. But the problem is, is that you are you are doing something wrong if someone else holds a position high. I know people who think, hey, my mama, my mother or my dad are going to be there thick and thin. They were there before you. They were, but the idea is why allow someone in your space of relationship, of commitment, of marriage if, if you're not going to take it seriously and literally? Why allow someone to be one with you? If you won't take it to a place where you're going to be very, very intentional on being one with them. Yes. And that's very important. And again, sometimes our oneness are different. You know, like I said, he has a home experience and ex, um, and, and, and norm of his mom <laughs> being in control. Right. So, so <laughs> yes. Nothing. I'm okay. not going to say that out loud. Jeanette is a fool. Hi, Jeanette. That's, that's our problem child, but we love you here. We we do love you. Yes. We love you, love no, you, love this you. Has been, this has been real. This has been real. And um, we hope, again, the biggest thing is single folks. There's not a ton that we can say to a married person other than you need counseling. You really do. Um, and yes, somebody who does have an unhealthy attachment to their mother does need counseling by themselves because that is a hard habit to break. It's hard to know that you have a healthy un- attachment to your to your mom. It is hard to know that. It's hard to know that because you think I love her. She's been in my life. Understand that this is a norm. This is right. an attachment. And and it's the the whole it's under the auspices of honor thy mother and thy father. Right. Right. Or and just that's my mom. That's my mom. My mom is my mom's you know, I'm going to put her before anybody. And I think with that, you know it's unhealthy when it comes in the way of other other healthy relationships that you're trying to have, number one. But the other part of it is once you realize that it is damaging and harming your other relationships, especially your marriage, then that does require some a level of personal counseling and accountability for that person. Because you're going to literally learn, like, have to learn how to break that habit of your mother in a way that sets healthy boundaries around you 
and in between you and her in your romantic relationship. You got to self-check yourself. Uh, here's a best. Here's a great way to know whether you're healthy or not. Whose validation do you look for to feel good about yourself? Mm. And that's for all grown folk because a lot of grown folk look outside themselves to feel good about themselves. Right. When you look at who you need to validate you, to justify you, and to get you going or motivated into partic any particular um, direction, um, and you find yourself really needing someone in order to be somebody, or in order to be, period, then it, that's a clear indication that there's some things that are not mature enough. Mm -hmm. about you and these are things that you need now they may not require no in-depth counseling and study but they may require a mentor they may require someone who you can go to outside yes. of those type people get you a man that just beat on his chest and be like listen <laughs> right it, it might require some some manning up or some woman up or whatever the case may be but that's where you can begin once you I, I tell you what it's it's that's the one place where you realize you are grown Yes. Is when you don't need no one to be, to feel good about yourself. When no one can impact that in such a negative way that you're willing to go hide and crawl up under a rock. Right. Um, yeah. And, and I think Takara and I was having that conversation where I was like, it was earlier today, where like, you know, I, I, I need you, but I don't need you. Right. I, I, you know, because you're one with me, the idea is, is that, yes, I love that. That is a great feeling. It's a great um it lifts me up. It makes me go. It makes me feel good about myself because you feel good about me. Right. But I'm going to be a man regardless. And regardless of how you feel. Mm -hmm. And so it's very important that we get to these grown folk places. That right. makes sense. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to the Soul Ties podcast recorded live on Facebook and distributed to iTunes and SoundCloud. Help us spread the word by rating us leaving a review and sharing and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss an episode if this episode has helped you and you're ready to begin your personal journey to freedom visit us at thesoultiesdetox.com if you have questions that you'd like us to answer live please visit us on facebook or instagram and twitter at ask the martins Thank you for tuning in to this week's Soul Ties podcast. We hope you enjoyed the program.